D. Smith, welcome in. It is the latest edition of the Unnamed Soccer Podcast. The Unnamed Soccer Podcast is brought to you by Three Punk Ales in Chula Vista. Darren, that is the brewery that is the home of the latest beer named Golsh. Golsh, now available at Three Punk Ales. Where is it? You went. I saw pictures. You posted on Instagram. We're here. We're in the studios in Sarah Mesa. Is that where we are? I don't really know where we are. I don't even know that I said that right. (laughs) I just know that we have some television screen in the background. We've got a camera working here, but I think it's Sarah Mesa. I'm not 100% sure, but don't change the subject. What's the question? Where's the beer? It's at Three Punk Ales. You went to Three Punk Ales. Yeah, that's where it is. I went there because that's where the beer is. I understand that, but but we're not there right now as we're recording on a Friday morning. Why aren't we there right now? I thought, well, A, they're not open. B, we need the technology here with video and other things. But but I uh, I think a good friend, I think a longtime broadcast partner, colleague would have said, hey, we've been talking about goals. Mm. We've been talking about Three Punk Ales. You went down there and mm-hmm. visited Three Punk Ales. I saw the pictures. They looked amazing. We've got our own board up. Mm-hmm. It looks spectacular. Mm-hmm. I feel so honored. Same. They do make crawlers to go. And mm-hmm. and what? And where is it? <laughs> I drank it. What do you mean, where is it? I went to Three Punk Ales and I drank the beer. I don't, what, I, I'm confused by your question. Did you want me to bring you beer? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. So I have a story about that. Okay. <laughs> uh, they so I went to Three Punk Ales and uh, we were given two crowlers, cans. They fill it up right One, there. One, two. So d- let me finish the story. They gave us two crowlers. Golsh is so good, Darren, and so drinkable. It's gonna go so well at Torero Stadium for USL matches. Delicious. So good that I drank one. And the one I happened to drink, it was yours. So I only have one left, but that one was for me. So that's mine. Um, and then the one for you, mistakenly, I drank it thinking it was mine. But we can't compound this mistake by adding another mistake by you drinking mine. Because that will just add so much confusion. I think we should just move forward. And you'll get a gulsh sometime in the future. And I'll enjoy my second one tonight. Wow. Okay. Well... <laughs> Now I realize I work with the Harry Kane of podcasts. Poaching? (laughs) Here you go. I bring you the cold gosh. Nicely done. Yes. I'm glad I didn't say anything really mean-spirited about you. I saw where you were going. I I figured we should cut it off. Look at that. Look at that. Brought it. It is the crowler. And I didn't doubt Jordan for a second. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. I know you. I... I, Jordan, I, I seriously, I would have been surprised had you not brought it. Right. Let's well, put it I, that way. I, That's the best compliment that I could pay you is that I really, I, and sincerely, I would have been surprised had you not brought it. I would have been more surprised if Steve didn't give it to you. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. I have a feeling that the bearded brewer is probably more responsible, but I thank you for bringing that. That is incredible. I, And I'm not even kidding when I say it. There's no bullshit here. I am, like, truly flattered. This is one of the great, like, I don't know what it's like to be a parent, but this is about as close (laughs) as I can get because this is such an unbelievable and, frankly, uh, overwhelming honor to have a beer named after this podcast from a place like Three uh, Three Punk Ales is just, uh, 
It is not lost on me how incredible that is. So thank you. Yeah, I am uh, not too embarrassed to say that I cried a little bit at Three Punk Ales yesterday when I saw that board on the wall. Love it. A tear. I'm so proud of this beer, Darren. I'm glad you bring it up because we are very proud to have it. I texted my mom a picture of the beer and said, hey, Ma, I made it. It's official. I've made it. We have our own beer. I feel like this podcast has now hit some level that it had not yet hit. And we had some, you know, some incremental steps. Like our first podcast was a big deal. You know, eventually when we come up with a name, that'll be another big moment in the history of this podcast. I think that when we got our scarves, even though we really had very little to do with that, when we started an Instagram page, but this to me, this is on a totally different level. As I said, I will, I, I have not yet been blessed with children. Right. But this has to, I, I feel like I, I know what it feels like because we have goals. It's really good, too. That's the best part. Like, uh, imagine if they made us a really shitty beer. They would never do that. It's impossible. It's impossible. And they did it. It's delicious. And I hear, I hear that it's really popular down there. Nice. And like, initially, maybe this was just going to be like, hey, we're making this beer for you. Maybe it sticks around a little bit. I don't know. Maybe it sticks around for March 2020 when uh, San Diego gets a USL club and it's looking to fill its stadium, Torero Stadium, with beer. I like it. Maybe it sticks around for that. I like it. I like it a lot. So I come with a couple gifts, Darren. I also want to show this. This is a new addition, a new scarf to the podcast family. We have a lot of these. Um, Picked this up during the trip to Italy when I was in Florence. Mm. Fiorentina. This goes with the family. We have... We have have lots of scarves. And now that we're on video, we're going to hang a lot of these scarves behind us every once in a while, including the USL San Diego scarf. I brought this also today. That Darren and I picked up earlier this week, Tuesday. Is yours autographed by Landon Donovan? It is. I don't, you can't see it for some reason, but I promise you it is autographed up there. And we picked this up Tuesday. We were at Modern Times for the announcement Uh, For USL San Diego starting in March 2020. And that's where I want to start today, Darren, because you and I, we placed our deposits. Very exciting. A $50 deposit. Um, That means we're going to have access to tickets for the very first match for USL San Diego. That is going to be a very exciting day in March. Um, 8,000 people, 8,000 plus is the guess, whatever they're able to get that capacity to at Torero Stadium. Uh, we're going to be two of those 8,000 plus, so I'm very excited for that. Um, Not you, questions about that also, before we part? go much further, about getting tickets. Have you thought to yourself, hmm, where am I going to sit? Where do I want to be on match day at Torero Stadium once we kick off USL San Diego? Have you thought about that? Like, do you want to? All right. So we're going to, well, we didn't talk about this, but let me just, we'll use LAFC as a reference point here because LAFC has an incredible supporter section. You and I have both been there, which is why I'll use it for the purposes of this conversation. The 3252s. Yes. Incredible. If you were going to be a season ticket holder at LAFC, where would you sit? Would you be there amongst the mayhem of the 3252s? Would you like to be somewhere, let's say, on the sides? Would you like to be on the opposite side? Would you like to be a little bit elevated? Like, I'm thinking to myself, and and I know Landon Donovan came on the radio here with us and said that he's expecting a lot out of the supporters group. They've got a lot of work to do. You know, they're building a club here in six months. The supporters group's got to get it going as well. So do you think to yourself, I'm a supporter group section kind of guy? Or do you think I'm more of a hang out around the middle, maybe get a better view, 
What, what are you thinking in terms of where you're going to sit? Because you and I both made the deposit here, so we're both going to be season ticket holders. Um, I think for the first match, definitely behind the net with the supporters section. I think it might vary depending on the match. Wait a minute, though. That's not the way season tickets work. That's not how it works? I don't think so. Okay, we but can't just know. move around? I don't know the answer to that. I mean, maybe you're right. I, I, that's not the way I pictured it happening. It's I feel like you sort of got to commit to being in the 32-52s or you got to go someplace okay, else. I'm going to be in the supporters section. You then. are? Yeah, yeah. That's that's where I would be. Okay. So that means that for the most part, But there's then, so many questions. Like, how many supporter sections were the, will, will there be? Right. And where will they be? And what well, will they be named? And right now, there's the unnamed supporters group, which, by the way, fantastic name. Love Fair. it. Love it. I think you should keep it. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to go ahead and be behind the net for that. And... You say, you kind of threw me off. You're like, where are you going to sit? I don't I don't imagine there's going to be a lot of sitting behind. Okay, there. where where are your seats going to be? Yeah, I think it's going to be behind the net. But again, I don't know that you're going to be able to move around, so I feel like you have to sort of commit to something or the other, you know. And then that also means then if you want to take your wife, you got to say, hey, listen, this is what's expected of you if you're in this section. Yeah, hold my beer while I go crazy. There is no sitting. Mm. There is only standing. Right. There might be. There might be. There might be. Some beer tossed up into the air. Correct. There might be all sorts of other mayhem. There might be flares. Maybe. Just saying, there might be. So you have to, you know, this is the sort of thing you got to think about because I don't think you're just going to buy a ticket. You're probably going to be buying two tickets. Yeah. My plan is to buy two. Yeah, I'm going for two. So again, so I would think at some point you're going to take your boys, you're going to take your guy. At some point, you're probably going to take your wife. Yeah. Now, here's the plan. Maybe you and I can think about this and we can get... One pair of tickets in the supporter section, one pair of tickets not in the supporter section. Yes. And then when we have date night, we will send the wives over there mm. and you and I will go over there. That's actually a really good strategy. I like it. We'll do it. And if sweets become available at any point, the Unnamed Soccer Podcast officially is interested in season tickets in one of those suites, whether that's Torero Stadium or whatever stadium USL San Diego might play in beyond Torero Stadium. The Unnamed Soccer Podcast is interested in suites, and we're interested in season tickets. It's as simple as that. All right. Well, the um, I think the biggest thing, now that we're a couple days removed from Tuesday's announcement, for me, is uh, this is, March is going to be here before you know it. Yeah. Like, it's... It's a lot for the team. It's a lot for the supporters group. Um, it's it's going to be here really, really quickly. So yeah, it's pressure's very ex- on now. Like, like the, the clock is ticking. Literally, it is ticking. Yeah. Um, you had Landon Donovan on the radio show earlier this week. I listened to it. What did you think of the interview? I thought Landon sounded really good, really excited. It sounded like he was a tad hesitant to call himself the future head coach. Yeah, I think that there's a, a, a – I will tell you also I had Warren Smith on. On a different radio station, Jordan. I had him on... Uh, We're allowed to say it, right? Yeah, I had him on Kogo. Okay. And when we said... I asked him about that. I said, so what are the conversations like with you and Landon about coaching? And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like He sort of said, like, t- like, pump the brakes a little bit on that. We're not so sure there is a direction for that to happen, but we're not there yet. So, So they were quick to say, hold on a second now. We're not announcing Landon as our coach. Landon... I think still wants to do it. I would presume he wants to do it in March of 2020, right out of the gate. 
But even Landon himself said, well, we'll see. You know, I'm, I'm going through the proper channels and the proper protocol to make it happen and get my coaching certificate. I'm scouting players. At the very least, Jordan, you know he's expected to be heavily involved in roster construction. He's telling us all the time how much he's scouting players because he's got to build a roster now, too. So uh, for whatever reason, they want to stop a little bit short of saying that Landon is definitely going to be the coach. So I think there's a little bit of wiggle room for that to happen or not to happen, as the case may be. But to your point, my impressions of speaking with Landon, I think the one word that popped into my mind was relieved. I think they're just relieved. Like, yes, after years of trying to bring pro soccer here to San Diego, yes, we actually know it's coming to town now. You know, we don't have to go through a political referendum. We don't have to go through a political campaign. We don't have to decide between 2020, 2021. I really, you know, I sense a lot of happiness, a lot of excitement. Uh, but I also think, I, I think that the word that popped into my mind more than once when I was talking to Landon was he's just, he sounded so happy and so relieved that he got this done. You know, now the real work begins and, you know, now they, they know what's happening. And, you know, for that, I think I'm really happy for him and everybody else involved. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, very exciting time on Tuesday. And then for the reality that you have to go out and construct a roster now, now that those yep. conversations and Landon even admitted it to you on the radio, those conversations have begun. They, they've had to prepare for March 2020 for quite some time, whether it was going to happen or not. They needed to prepare roster wise as a club itself and what they want to build. They needed to be ready just in case this was going to happen. It did happen. And now uh, the 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 real work really starts yep. because they have it off the ground and now they need to get it off the ground. Well, they need to get it to fly. Obviously you got to put together this roster. The supporters group, as you mentioned, still has a lot to do as they get organized for March of 2020. So and didn't you like that Landon sort of said that he's like, you know, our supporters need to, they, they got to start deciding things now. Yeah, it was uh yeah. Message message sent. Well, they've spent a lot of time and, and, you know, a lot of these names who you might not know, uh, you know, Ricardo Campos, like the, they've spent a lot of time around town talking to people and, you know, not just hanging around O'Brien's with the American outlaws who we love, but they've spent a lot of time doing focus groups around San Diego County and, and building, you know, uh, an identity for what they expect this club to look like. Now, names still coming maybe at the end of October or early November, colors still coming somewhere in October, November as well. But, you know, we remember anybody, and I would say this to you, if you're at all interested in this in San Diego, and uh, by now, if you're going to be interested in USL San Diego, you probably should invest in ESPN+. Plus. Not that we work for ESPN or want to improve their bottom line, but it's five bucks and it carries all of the USL matches. Probably a good idea to start familiarizing yourself, right, with USL as a whole, USL championship level. You can also watch Serie A. On ESPN. You can, but you can also find a great docu-series about uh, We Are LAFC, which is something we've talked about on this podcast. So they did an amazing 10-episode We Are LAFC. It was all about the building of LAFC and how they treated their supporter section. So I, I would just say find local supporters groups, find them. They're out there. They're very, very active. They're always looking for more input and for more people to join them. But just to get a basic understanding of, of you know how LAFC was built and into I think the cream of the crop in MLS, uh, I think it's a good exercise to just go back and watch that. They're short episodes, like 15 minutes long, and it shows you just how involved the supporters were in construction of the club and how involved the owners of the club were in getting the supporters involved. Yeah. Like they flew in the Dortmund so they can go and they can look at the yellow wall. It was amazing. Yeah. 
something I want to do. That that sounds like a great experience. Let's get to Dortmund. Let's yeah. let's go let's go take that in yeah, and bring way. that to San Diego. <laughs> USL San Diego. If you guys want to fly us to Dortmund, totally in. Yeah, we're not against that. We're just here to negotiate. We're just we're here to start those conversations. That's all. Yeah. Um I think one thing that was notable from the interview with Landon uh with you on 1360 was they're down to like three options for the name. They didn't he didn't give you what the options were. We don't tried. You did. You asked what the options were. It was a good it was a good try. Uh Landon was not biting on that one. Uh he's a seasoned vet now when it comes to that. Um coach speak. Yeah, he he's ready. He's in coach mode there, but it sounds like they're down to three different names. I wish I knew what the three were. I wish I'm glad I'm sure they're glad we don't know because we would all just rip it apart for the next couple of weeks. Uh, it's better that they just make the announcement on their own. Right. Um, but it's sort of like having a kid, right? You know, like parents, expecting parents never share the name of the child because they don't want some people like, oh, Bobby, like my ex-boyfriend's, ah, oh, he's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. They don't want to go through that experience. <laughs> so they're down to the three names. What those names are, I have no idea, but I'm excited to find out what they will be in late October, November. It seems like there's a little wiggle room with that, but they're down to three options. Um, we did find out Tuesday that it will not be United. United has been ruled out. That is the only clue we have been given. Yeah, I was never really against United. I'm I'm passionately against Real. So I did not want that in any capacity. Got it. I hope that's not part of their future. Yeah. Now <laughs> I've said that. I hope it's not that. I'm I'm not I'm not about it. But Warren Smith did say if you were not at the event, we're not gonna be united, but we need the soccer community of San Diego to be united he right. actually said it's a really good name it's a fitting name it's just not going to be our name yeah yeah so that is one of the takeaways they're down to three we'll find out what they are um also for those who have put in a deposit i guess if you're curious what what is that what are we putting money down for it's a 50 dollars deposit officially what it's for is for you to be front of the line to have access to tickets for the very first match that's what it is but it's also going to put you this is all based on what i've seen uh, from tweets from the club um, it's also going to put you in the front of the line in the order that people signed up actually, um, for season tickets. And then also, and if I read this correctly, and I'm pretty sure I did, it will also put you in the front of the line. If they find a different home beyond Torero stadium in a couple of years, you would be front of the line to have access for season tickets to the, to a potential stadium. If there is one down the road. So it's exciting. All of it's exciting. 17 home games, mm -hmm. a couple preseason, couple friendlies. There'll be at least three, um, Open Cup. The Open Cup, March 6th, 7th, or 8th. That's the opening weekend. Uh, you don't know which date you're going to play yet, but that is the opening weekend. Most of the matches are going to be on Saturdays, and the schedule for USL typically comes out in December. Late December is when that comes out. So um, we'll have a schedule release party for that, no doubt about that. Late December is when we'll find out. 8,000 seats. I mean, the first match, it's going to be sold out. There's no question. Um, and we're going to be two of the people in there, so I'm very excited for that. And Me we're too. Choose where to sit. I also so like decided officially we're going to be with the supporters group. Currently, the unnamed supporters group, or have we? I don't know the unnamed soccer podcast suite. We'll see what happens. Okay, I got to weigh our options. Well, of course. Okay, you're going to be non-committal here. Yeah, it was your question. Right. Well, I just I I haven't where decided. Else, where else might you be, Darren? Well. I might be along the sides, or I might be in a supporter section. Or like you said, I hadn't even thought about the suites. Where else might I be? Are you going to be covering the game? You know, that's a good question. I, I mean, I I, I don't <laughs> – I'm sort of caught in between on that 
because, you know, when you're in media, yeah, you, I could get press credentials for all this, but I don't really want to just do the press credential life necessarily. Now, I would say that between the two of us and anybody else who's in this business, I work with a gentleman named Jack Cronin, and I saw Craig Elston at the event the other night, and Nate Abarea's out there, and I'm not presuming that they're going to only hire local, but I would say that there's, le- there's more than a 0% chance that some of us might be working for the club or covering the club in some capacity on match day. So from that standpoint, it gives you something to think about. I mean, I've not been approached by the club. I don't want to make that sound like something it's not. And I don't know that you have or haven't, or that you want to discuss it. I'm surprised we are. Like I said, I have not been approached about it at all. But, you know, if you work in local media here and you like soccer, there's a 0% chance that it hasn't crossed your mind. Right. You know, when you see some of these guys who are known for doing play-by-play around town and you see them at the event, you kind of go, hmm. Again, not not that's just natural. That's just the way our business works. So from that standpoint, I mean, I, the thing I love about soccer and the thing I like about this podcast, the one of the things that we said from podcast episode number one, we're fans. We're fans first about this. I'm not a fan of the NFL. You know, I'm not a fan of the other sports that I cover. But I'm a fan of this sport, and I don't want to lose that. I, mean, I don't want to lose that. I, I sort of want to... Make sure that I I remain uh, excited about it in a different capacity than the other sports that I get paid to talk about. Make sense? Absolutely. I think uh, all of us are on the same page saying we just want to be involved, whatever that involvement may be. Whether that means you're standing behind the net, whether it means whatever it means. You just want to be involved with a club that's actually here in San Diego. It's an exciting time for a lot of us. But to answer your question, I I could easily get credentials for this stuff, and and maybe there are times where I will get credentials and I'll give away my season tickets. I I mean, I, I haven't really... I haven't thought about that. I haven't thought that all the way through, but to me, it was more important to put down the money to make the deposit because I want to be there on the ground floor as a season ticket holder. Yeah. You know, same front of the line. Yeah. Season tickets, future, a lot of exciting stuff. Plus, you know what I really wanted was Landon Donovan's autograph. Yeah. I mean, I I put the deposit down for the scarf, really. That's what it was all about. And by the way, I'm not trying to make anybody whose name I've mentioned uncomfortable. I'm just saying, like, you know, that's the way this goes. It's just the way it goes. Absolutely. But for all I know, they're going to go and, and here, I'll throw another guy out there. Maybe they'll hire Joe Totino, <laughs> voice of the galaxy. Maybe he's tired of driving a Carson. I don't know. I mean, they're going to, I'm, they're going to have to hire broadcasters from somewhere. Yeah. And I would think that the local newspaper and this podcast, and I know that our boy uh, DK has, has started a local podcast as well. So, you know, it's only natural that people are going to want a piece of the action. So it's great. It's good. I think that's really, really good. It shows, you know, how deep. Uh, the interest is in this. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I mean, they're going to get a beat reporter from the UT, don't you think? I would hope so. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it matters, but they'll I would get, think so. They'll get coverage from the Unnamed Soccer Podcast. Damn right. That's where they'll find it. That's where we'll be. Um, all right, Darren. You good on USL? I'm good. Yeah, I mean, that was 23 minutes on USL. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, we don't have much time left then. But we have Champions League. Do we, we have the Prem. Do we have Champions League? We have Champions League, where my club's actually in it, whether they I will realize tell you this, it or not. As the person who uh, is is relied upon the talk about La Liga here, I will tell you that if you said a week ago, so the four La Liga signs will play in Champions League, and one of them will emerge with three points, I would have guessed Valencia last. <laughs> Since Barca ended up with a draw, and Atletico ended up with a draw, and Real Madrid looked like one of the worst clubs in in the Champions League. They were completely run over 
by Paris Saint-Germain. I, I would not have guessed Valencia, which sacked its manager a week ago, which got beaten to a pulp by Barca 5-2. I would not have guessed that Valencia at the bridge would have represented the Spanish League with the only club to pull away with all three points from match day one. Yes. Would not have guessed that. Well, Ross Barkley made sure of it with his penalty kick late. Um, going to Chelsea, I mean, if you're going to make a manager change, you're telling a Chelsea supporter they made a change, I, that that means success is coming for me. So I think that's actually good news for Valencia. You mix it up every once in a while, like every three months, if you're a Chelsea fan with the manager. You mix it up a little bit, and it leads to success. The Barkley video on the penalty kick Ugh. is where I would like to start if we're going to talk about Chelsea, if this is the first match. I've watched that video about 30 times now, and I just laugh to avoid crying. That's that's where I am right now with Chelsea's what, Champions video is funnier? Uh, the, the Chelsea players trying to talk Barkley out of taking the penalty kick, and I don't buy what Frank Lampard's saying at all, that he was the designated penalty taker. Uh-huh. You? That's the sort of thing you just sort of say because you want to take everybody off the hook. We saw what we saw. What's funnier, though, that video or the video of Gareth Bale being handed the Real Madrid flag and him being like, get this crap out of here. <laughs> hold this. Yeah, so I feel like I've seen that kind of confrontation with Chelsea just like last year <laughs> with the with the keeper, with Kepa, and then with Sari. So like I've seen that struggle before with Chelsea. I have not seen what happened with Gareth Bale um, before. I saw the video. Oh, I just okay. haven't seen I haven't seen another player do that. And I'm sure it's happened, but for Gareth <laughs> For Gareth Bale to, I mean, he looked like he didn't even want to touch it. And then as soon as he did touch it, he passed it off like he was playing hot potato. Yeah. Get this. I don't, what What are you giving this? And he's to? he's the center player. So yeah. he had, and he's supposed to be the person that holds it. It's not really up for debate there. Um, but it was a debate in his mind and he passed it off. That is, that is not subtle. No. That is not a subtle way of going about that business. And it's a nice little uh, grain of salt after a 3-0 beatdown where he got subbed off and Fat Eden Hazard got subbed off, and Hamas got subbed off, and Kaylor Navas is sitting over there for PSG just laughing across the pitch. What did he ever win with Real Madrid? Um, no Mbappe. No Mbappe, no Cavani. No Neymar? No Neymar. What, what happened there? <laughs> you hate to see it. Yeah, Madrid, definitely not up to the moment there. Uh, you Club hate Rouge, to see it, don't you? Club Bruges and Galatasaray drew, so that means Madrid dead last so in the group they'll, uh, So they'll two. probably still figure it out, but... They, they, I'll enjoy it while I can. Yeah, they typically do in this tournament. Uh, you mentioned Atlete and Juve. They finished 2-2. Late drama. What a match. Those are the best two teams in the group. And so that match for me, you just kind of sit back and enjoy. And then you hope those are the two clubs that get through beyond the group stage. Yeah, I don't know that Atleti, um and, and cool, like, you know, listen, I don't like CR7 at all. But it was pretty cool with him and João Felix before the two Portuguese superstars. You know, CR7 much more established than João Felix for... Atletico Madrid, but that was pretty cool before the match yeah. to you know see the the you know the thirty something year old and then the teenager and and then watch a really really thrilling match. I don't know that Atleti is capable of that kind of comeback in years past, but it, it it does it feels differently. It feels different watching them this year, you know, especially with uh, with their manager. I just love watching him on the on the in the technical area. Yeah, Joel is the best man. Olympiacos two, Tottenham two. Tottenham was up 2-0 in that match. Olympiacos able to come back at home. They get the point. I don't think anything really to go crazy about for Tottenham. I think they're still in a really good spot. The one thing I will say is it's tough to drop points. When you're up 2-0, you're in a really good position to get all three. Um, Manager not too happy. No. The fact that you still have to play Bayern Munich twice 
before you wrap up group stage. It's it's not the end of the world, and Tottenham likely will get through still, but um, not exactly what you want to see, knowing you still have to play a team like Munich two more times in the group. And you were up 2 nothing, so close to getting all three, and they come away with the point. But they still get a point on the road, so it's a lot more than Chelsea could freaking do. True. And Barca, their Champions League spiral continues. They can't even get a goal at Dortmund. Yeah, but uh, Marc-Andre Ter Stegen, I'll tell you this, that was significant that he was overwhelmingly named the man of the match for what he did in goal for Barcelona because it had been a weird week as he's playing in Germany, he's playing against Dortmund because of his status with the German national team. Now, I suspect you probably didn't follow this drama, but Manuel Neuer's been the number one in Germany forever. And Marc-Andre Ter Stegen is... He's one of the best keepers on the planet. He wants to be the number one for Germany. Germany's like, sorry, we've, we've got Neuer here. What do you want us to do? And he's like, I want you to play me. And so there's this very public back and forth between Neuer and Ter Stegen, which played out because Barcelona was playing in Germany. So for him to have man of the match, save a penalty kick, have a couple of critical saves, Barca does not pick up a point at all. Their away form has been not great away from, from outside of Catalonia. But for him to have that, when all the German press was there, waiting to see, well, how is he going to perform? How is he going to do that in Germany? And for him to have one of the better matches that I've seen him have, pretty big deal. But Barca's away form, just getting messy back. Suarez coming back into form. Dembele, I think, is in training for the first time. So I don't, I don't love it, but Barca's got to – eventually they're going to have to pick up points outside of Camp Nou, I would think, if they're going to – I mean, this is what killed them the last couple of years, away at Liverpool, away at Roma. So I wasn't expecting a, a, a beatdown. I was you – know, you just need results at some point outside of your home stadium. I will say it's nice to be back in Champions League. Yeah. Even though it wasn't fun to watch. No, I mean, I thought that the Wednesday matches were so great. I had yeah. Atletico Madrid, Juventus up there. And I had PSG Real Madrid up there. So I think those were both the same day. I know I had Liverpool and Napoli up in one of those afternoons, which was another one that you just hate to see it, Jordan. <laughs> Napoli 2 and Liverpool nil. Um, yeah, I had to fire up one of the streams off of Reddit to watch one of these matches. Like, what? PlayStation View, uh, they gave me TNT, but I'm not getting the other channel for the for the second Champions League match. It's just NBC just does such a good job, and they give you – an opportunity to stream or watch every single game pretty much that it's difficult sometimes with the bleacher report live app anyway i jumped to reddit i had to do some streams to catch up with all the champions League gotta matches. do what you gotta do chelsea I had, that's what i had to do for chelsea speaking of yes chelsea this liverpool weekend. this weekend is pulisic gonna play i mean that's the other yes. thing we didn't even mention you guys are completely ruining the best american player who turned 21 this week who didn't even i mean he was he was in the squad wasn't he yeah for Champions League, mm-hmm. he could not get in the match against Valencia. No, they are saving him for Liverpool this <sighs> weekend. What Come you, on, what do you think about that? Um, he performed really well against Liverpool the last time. Well, there's something. I guess he wants to impress Klopp. Klopp was a uh, gave him a glowing endorsement today. Right, actually. Dortmund. I mean, that's there are those connections that are there for sure. So, but I don't get it. I was so excited about Chelsea being in Champions League because I thought we would be seeing a lot of Pulisic, and we saw none of Pulisic. Yeah, well, uh, the Spanish side, Valencia, came in, uh, cleats up, and started tearing Chelsea players apart. So 
kind of got thrown off the yeah, uh, okay. the old strategy. It's what it was um, during the week. But I expect Pulisic to play against Liverpool, and who knows, Darren? Maybe he scores the winning goal. That is uh, eight thirty on Sunday. Correct. Plans? Yeah, uh, to watch it potentially. Um, there was talk of going to O'Brien's to watch this with some Liverpool fans. I know it doesn't make any sense. It's not the Chelsea bar. None it's, of that made sense. You're going go to you're gonna go bar. to O'Brien's with Liverpool fans? Yeah, none of it made sense, but at San Diego, we are united. <laughs> how about... Uh, what else you got this how weekend? How about Serrano's uh, Street Tacos and What time bar? do you guys play? 12 noon Saturday. You and your lunch kickoff. Isn't it great? At least Chelsea get the late one, the 8.30. You can come watch our 16-year-old sensation. He is fun to watch. Ansu Fati, yeah. He is a lot of fun. Plus, it's just fun to watch uh, with the uh, with the Pena. So Plus being he, at Serrano's is always yeah, fun. Uh, yeah, our new spot, and Jordan experienced it for the first time. Yeah, I went. Fantastic. So, yeah. Very nice. So come on down, Saturday, 12 noon. Um, Messi's also, back. Ansu Fati's back. He's playing. He got a Spanish passport, which is interesting. That is great news. Yeah. Good. I mean, if you like the... Spanish national team it is. Yeah, he's going to play for Spain now, yeah. you're telling me. Yeah. Breaking news here on the Unnamed Soccer Podcast? Yeah, I mean, I'm not reporting it. I'm just... <laughs> I, read it on, I read it on Twitter. We're reporting it. Yeah. Yeah, so give us credit when it eventually happens. 16, man. I mean, I, I'm sorry. That just blows me away because we operate in a country where we primarily talk about sports where there are age restrictions in the NBA, age restrictions for professional football. And here he is. He's 16. He's a child. Mm. I keep thinking, man, like... Would you play him against Real Madrid if Sergio Ramos is over there? You know, like, like, because he's a he's a sixteen year old. He's a, he's a child, and and Ramos just, it's might incredible. rip off his head. Maybe could happen. Yeah. I have some fun facts for you this week. Are Let's you go. excited for that? I am. This is only in the prem, so don't get mad that I didn't do this for La Liga. Leicester Spurs this weekend. Mm-hmm. Does that excite you? It should bit. if you like goals. Yeah, I, I, I like the way they both play. Lots of goals. When these two teams meet, they have scored forty goals combined since twenty fifteen. It's the highest scoring matchup in the Prem other than Liverpool and Arsenal. Okay. So expect a lot of goals in Leicester Spurs. I like it. Okay. Wolves, Crystal Palace. This are, one's are for Sp- you. Are Spurs fans still uh, annoyed at Leicester for winning the Premier League title a couple of years back? I would be. Uh, Wolves at Crystal Palace this weekend, Darren. Wolves have not lost in London since 2012. And that's against any London club, not just uh, Palace. Okay. A little skewed because they just got promoted, what, two years ago? Don't let facts get in the way. <laughs> uh, West Ham, Manchester United this weekend. You excited for that? West Ham, Manchester United. No. Not excited. I'm not at all. Okay. I, I, I don't like watching United play. I just no? don't. I what about West Ham? Them, I watched them in Europa yesterday. I don't know who they were playing, but it was dreadful. I showed up to Three Punk Ales expecting a Europa League viewing party, and I got one. Nice. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, West Ham. This might surprise you, Darren. West Ham have the most points in the Prem in the last 30 matches of the non-Big Six teams. Okay. So if throw away the Uniteds, the Cities. I would think Palace is probably pretty close on that list, too. I'm, sh- I'm sure. Yeah. I yeah. mean, Palace, Palace was top four before they <laughs> took their lumps against Spurs. Before they weren't. Yeah, yeah. Last, last 30 matches, West Ham actually only have one point less than Tottenham. Arbitrary number, 30. But go go is, Hammers. It is what it is. Arsenal-Villa this weekend. Villa has uh, three wins at the Emirates. It is the second most of any Premier League club. I like it. Yeah. There well, I've go. got one for you from Spain. So Real Madrid, smarting off that beatdown, goes to top of the table, Sevilla. Really? That's this weekend? That's this weekend. What time? 
That is a Sunday match, I want to say. Uh, let's see. I can look it up real quick because I have a computer in front of me. Um, and what's interesting about that because is... Because I have BN now, Darren, and I can watch all these La Liga matches, and I have been watching Real Madrid. I have probably watched more Real Madrid than any other... That uh, is 12 noon on Sunday. La Liga team. Now, you know who's managing Sevilla, right? Absolutely. Julian Lopetegui, yes. who started last season for Real Madrid. So mm. that is 12 noon on Sunday. That will be... That will be a fun match to watch. I promise you. If you get B in sports, or if you can pick up a stream on Reddit to watch uh, the the Pijuan, which is a place that Real Madrid has really, really struggled with, coming off a complete demolition against PSG in Champions League, that will be a fun one. I think it'll be more fun because Sevilla, with Chicharito, should figure out a way to beat Real Madrid. Mm. All right, that's very exciting. B in sport this weekend. Yep. I'm in, and then I'll also watch them some Syria. Because I'm a huge Serie A fan now. Good for you. I, I am not. <laughs> Golsh. Marty Caswell. We have Golsh. We're saying goodbye. What? This is our goodbye. Everyone wave goodbye. Marty was here the whole time. Anything else you need to get to? Uh, follow us on Instagram. Follow us, uh, where else are we? On YouTube. We have a YouTube channel, which is why yes. we're streaming this now on video. So you can see what we look like and all the props that we brought. And you can see Marty coming in here right at the end of it. Yeah. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. Spotify. Did you say Spotify? I did not. Okay. iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spotify, iTunes, all sorts of stuff. We have beer. We're everywhere. It's fantastic. Goodbye.